Adversity, bring it. The struggle, we welcome it. Snooze on life, never that. We are Dave Regina and Mike Perella, and this is the No Snooze Podcast. Come on. Welcome back, No Snooze Podcast. This one's a little bit different. We're in the booth today. I'm here by myself. Michael the Show Pirelli is to my left, and Claudio the Voice Valenzuela is here as well. But I'm the only one on camera because we are starting a short-form summer series. It's going to be all about mindset and money. I'm going to cover a lot of topics in regards to your mind, and Michael the Show Pirelli will be handling the money piece. All right, so the first thing that I want to discuss is how to find willpower when you're burnt out or hopeless. We all experience times in our lives that we hit a rough patch. We almost feel crushed by life, whether it be a big blow at work, in a relationship, not making progress towards a goal, or anything of that nature. It's almost as if we have no control, and it's pushed us to our breaking point that maybe we never got to before. I've gotten to places in my life, in business, in my relationships, where I feel extremely burnt out, and I can no longer see the vision that I once saw so clear. Now, luckily, through, through some experience, there are ways to fight back and regain your inner power. So everything I'm going to talk about today is are things that we've discussed on this podcast before, but we wanted to uh, condense the content to make it pretty simple. Now, when I'm really struggling, I always lean on gratitude. When I'm at my, my lowest points, when I can't think of anything positive and life, life almost seems pointless, I like to take a moment to remember everything that I do have in my life, and I feel grateful. Now, you might be thinking to yourself, well, how do I feel grateful? For me, that was a very, uh, a very long, drawn-out process. But I remember talking to my barber, uh, Irwin's Barbershop down in White Plains, and I remember going through some life stuff, and I'd say, Irwin, man, like, I, need some, I need some guidance. And he was like, well, ask for guidance. I'm like, who am I asking guidance to? <laughs> right. Like I'm asking you, man, you're the pastor. And he would say, listen, if if you need guidance, you simply need to ask for it. So I started doing that over and over and over. And I would just say, listen, whoever's listening to this. And obviously I'm talking to my higher power. I need some guidance, but I would still struggle. Then I came to the realization like, OK, I remember Coach Scanlon back in college. You know, he'd say, listen, just be grateful for the running water that you have. Think about the times that you're running sprints and how good it feels to just be able to take a sip of water. So then I remember sitting in my car one day, and I was like, man, I don't feel grateful for shit. I don't feel grateful for anything in my life. So I held my breath. And I put a timer on, and I held my breath for about 40 seconds. And obviously, at the end of that 40 seconds, I took a big gasp. And I was like, (sighs) And it was at that moment that I was like, I can lean on gratitude on the very simple basics of life. Something like taking a breath is something that somebody today did not wake up with. So you're extremely fortunate to be in that situation right there. And it was a big realization for me. So then from there, I was able to say, okay, well, you know what? Yes, these things are going on in my life, whether I was struggling at work, with my mom, in a relationship, uh, business for sure. I, you know, money has always been a, a thing that I always talk about, but really struggling in terms of uh, finances. But at the end of the day, I still had a roof over my head. I was able to drive a car. Things in life were not that bad. 
then you progress to a place where gratitude becomes almost a habit of yours. You're able to basically either it's write down a list or through repetition, you're able to construct some sort of conversation with the man or woman upstairs. And every day on my way to work, like I've shared, I've now gotten to a place that I'm very specific with the intention that I put out. And gratitude is one of the first ways that when your willpower is feeling down, it's a great way to lift you up. The second thing for me is what I'm calling volunteering or acts of service, right? Being around others who value your service and need your help, whether it's the environment, animals, children, or just adults in need, it's a great way for you to feel that life is hopeful and not hopeless. Again, take me back to college. I remember Coach Scanlon. I got I to gotta shout my man yeah, out. <laughs> right? He's lot, getting a lot, a lot, lot of heat of right now. He took us on what was called a midnight run. And the first time we went down there, it was, you know, I didn't really know what we were kind of going into. And it was one of the most humbling experiences in my life because at that time, I was actually, you know, I was living on campus, but my home life was a complete disaster. You know, my, my parents were, were in the worst place that they had ever been. They were divorced for some years, but things, things were, were very ugly. Um, Dad and I were bouncing around from house to house, and it was a tough transitional time in my life. So we go down to, to uh, New York City, and we feed the homeless people. We had to make sandwiches, made some peanut butter and yellies. We made some turkey and cheese, some ham, and just some basic, basic essentials. And we got off that bus in New York City, and we delivered that food to, to adults in need, right? And when we did that, we had the, the greatest feeling in our hearts at that time. And I know it sounds cliche, it sounds corny, but when you realize that people around you, adults, don't even have a place to sleep or an area to eat comfortably. It's one of the most humbling things that you can, you can really encounter. I just recently, um, I was again at the barbershop, right? It's funny that I'm connecting the college and the barbershop. And there's been this calling in my mind in terms of acts of service. Now this one does have to do with money, but acts of service does not have to be monetary at all. You doing nice things for people will uplift your spirit when you're feeling extremely down. So the other day I get a haircut. I'm in the bathroom taking the hair out of my ears. Uh, but there was this guy in the chair and I was listening to his story. He was telling me how he got beat by police um, down in, you know, where he was. He was an addict for years, turned his life around. He was sober for 12 years. Then in the pandemic, because there were no meetings and things like that, he then relapsed and he relapsed pretty hard. So he was now running the streets, gets into an interaction with police. They end up beating him up, forces him into sobriety because he was beat so bad that he had to stay in the hospital for five weeks. So this gentleman was over a month sober due to the fact that he was forced into sobriety again. And I'm listening to his story. I go to the bathroom, cleaning myself off. Something comes over me like, yo, I got to pay for this man's haircut. Like, I just have to pay for this man's haircut. Mind you. At this time, this was probably the most stressful day that I had over the course of the past couple months. Um, this was the, the actual day that we found out that my coworker had passed away. Um, two, I remember two meetings that we were supposed to get some approvals for were not happening. Karina and I were unable to sleep because the baby was thrown up. And there were things that I was just like, yo, this is one of those days. So I get this calling on me and it's like, you got to pay for this dude's haircut. So I go back and I tell Irwin, here's the money for my haircut, but I also need to pay for this gentleman's haircut. This man turns around, 
starts crying hysterically. And it's like, why? I don't deserve that. I don't deserve that. I said, listen, man, all I need you to do is stay sober for today. Got a lot of empathy. Got a lot of compassion for what you're doing right now just because my mom is on a personal journey of over three and a half years. So as long as you can promise me today that you're going to stay sober, I got your haircut. So he's, he's crying. He's giving me a hug. And I paid for the haircut. I end up walking downstairs. I, I got this wave of like just the, the best feeling in the world. And it literally changed the trajectory of my day. Just because I was able to do something so small for somebody, $25, right? It doesn't have to be monetary either. You can hold the door for somebody. You can smile. You can say hello. If you see somebody walking with their head down, hey, listen, pick your head up. Have a good day. Talk to somebody. It doesn't have to be monetary. But for me, that was a recent experience that when you're feeling down, acts of service and volunteerism are something that you can get into. The third thing is about treating yourself right. Now, this one, if you've gotten to the point that your willpower is crippling you, you need to do this. If you're at the point that you can't wake up, you need to learn how to treat yourself right. Right. We are taught from a young age that we're supposed to be giving to others, but we're not giving to ourselves. So you have to be open to the fact of receiving from yourself. Now, in terms of treating yourself right, exactly what I'm talking about is talking about treating yourself. Now, for me, it is something as small as getting a haircut every single week. It forces me to stay fresh. I feel like if I look good, I feel good. Right. Mike is smiling at me because of my my lingo. You do uh, look good. <laughs> but every single Friday, I do something for myself because I am focused on everybody else throughout the day that it gives me a time and a place to just unwind. I happen to have a Christian barber, so he also spits some knowledge into my. Uh, yeah, he's a pastor. too. Yeah, he's a pastor. Uh, I spit nice. some knowledge into into my ear while I'm actually doing it. But taking time out of your day or your week to make sure that you're treating yourself to something that you want to do. For women, it could be your nails. It could be a massage. It doesn't have to be uh, you know, anything, again, with money. But the things that you like to do, you have to be willing to force yourself to do something for you. We spoke about many times my, my routine in terms of the gym. The gym for me, very selfishly, is I need to show up for myself before I can show up for others. That's in my family life. That's in my business. It's just the way that I have to do things because of the systems that I've built into my life. Um, and the final thing, it sounds almost exactly identical to treating yourself right, but this is about treating yourself better. Now, you're exactly where you're at today because you're doing the things that you've chose to do. Now, if you want more, you have to do more. You have to be willing to implement things in your life that may be uncomfortable, right? So the first one that I talked about in terms of treating yourself could be something, you know, monetary, where you're receiving something. You just bought yourself something nice because you deserved it. But this is learning the importance of building some discipline and structure even when you don't want to do it. Now, if you're okay sitting in the same spot over and over and over again, keep doing the exact same things that you're doing. But if you want change, you have to change. I've spoken many times about my personal routine when it comes to the gratitude, when it comes to a simple glass of water in the morning. Start doing things over and over and over again, and you will begin to see the most influential changes of your life. You got to be intentional. You got to be strategic about it. But there's no reason why you're going to be exactly where you're at right now one year from now. Life is extremely stressful, right? Stress is a killer, 
I literally was telling CV before, for the past three days, I've been grinding my teeth so hard for whatever reason. I don't grind my teeth, but my jaw almost feels locked up. And everybody I talked to, I, I had to make an appointment, but I'm like, well, this wisdom tooth is already pulled out. Now, like it's stress, man. Like it's just stress of life, stress of being a dad, being in a relationship, being in, uh, in business, dealing with some high level people that, you know, a lot of decisions that I make do have effects on other people. I choose to utilize my stress levels as fuel to keep me going, right? Stress is, in my, in my opinion, the definition of stress is you saying to yourself, you don't like exactly what's going on in this present moment. You have a choice for your circumstance, right? If a circumstance is going on, it is what it is. Mike talks about this all the time. You're in that very moment, right? But now we tend to stress ourselves out because of the reaction that we have to the current circumstance because we want something different. So stop blaming everything else in your life and start looking at how you choose to respond to stressful situations. It's deep stuff, but at the end of the day, this is the type of conversation that you need to be having with yourself. You need to be able to look in the mirror and say, you know what, this is not the best Dave Regina that I could be. Or you know what? I'm happy with the progress I made, but this is now my next level. This is where I want to be. All right. So listen, that is that is the uh, the first topic in terms of where I was coming at you with uh, you know mindset. I hope that this brought some value to you. I hope it made you think. I hope it made you believe in yourself because that's what it's all about. And just to recap, first thing is gratitude. Second thing is volunteerism and acts of service. The third thing is treating yourself. And the fourth thing is treating yourself even better. So that third thing, I know it sounds like the fourth thing, but you treating yourself and you treating yourself even better are two completely different things. All right. And now I will leave you with one quote. This whole thing has been my favorite section of Dave's Dime of the Week. <laughs> I guess I got to go dimes, dimes, dimes. <laughs> yeah. um, all right. Willpower is not genetic. It requires the will to resist and the power of a resolved mind. Take that. Take this entire episode. It's only 15 minutes. If you need to play it back, play it back. Listen, the No Snooze podcast is a lifestyle. Yes, it's a brand, but this is a way of living. It's a mindset, and you have the ability to do exactly what you want to do. We're here to help you through, help you inspire, but you're also doing the same for us, and never forget that. So until next time, stop snoozing, get up, and get after it. That's another Epi in the Books. Go follow us on Instagram and Facebook at No Snooze Podcast. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, No Snooze. Come on. Come on. If you want to inquire about potential sponsorship and or collaboration, reach out to us at nosnoozepodcast at gmail.com or message our Instagram page, which is at no snooze podcast.